Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson, and I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ in Collinsville, Illinois. And today we are going to begin doing something a little bit different. Uh, the plan uh, with these segments is to study a different portion of Scripture, study a different book, or a different topic or, or theme that we see throughout the Scriptures. And the, the idea and, and the goal here is to, to keep these videos about 10 minutes or shorter uh, to give us a general understanding to give us a little bit more information just to try to help us dive into the Word of God a little bit every single day and so we're going to begin by looking at different books and and we're actually going to start here with the book of Matthew and again this isn't supposed to be a a super in-depth study of this I encourage you as we're going through this to to read the chapter that we are discussing uh, either before or after you watch the video and I encourage you to kind of use this as, as a bit of a foundation to go on and to do your own study and to dive into it a little bit deeper uh, when you have the chance. But here we're trying to give a general idea, get a better understanding of what is going on within the book of Matthew uh, as well as drawing out some basic principles and different application for us as we go to try to help us live a life that is more pleasing to God. Today we're not actually going to be getting into the first chapter of Matthew, though. We're, we're actually going to be looking at, just for a few minutes, some introductory things to give us a little bit of context to help us get a better understanding of the book of Matthew before we even start looking at the actual text because it helps us have a better understanding of what's going on uh, within the context of the scriptures to whom the the book is being written the audience of course the original audience to whom it was written how we can see it from their perspective understanding these different things and and that also helps us understand why Matthew uh, recorded some of the things that he did and so by way of introduction looking at a couple of different things the first question is is who wrote the book well most Bibles that I know of, if you were just to open up to Matthew chapter 1, at the very top of the page it says, The Gospel According to Matthew. Well, that's exactly who wrote it. In fact, if you were to look at uh, Matthew chapter 9, look at verse 9. It says, As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. This is also recorded there in Luke chapter 5 and verse 27, but there, instead of Matthew, he is called Levi. But that is the man who wrote this particular account of the gospel, this particular account of the life of Christ. Now, him being a tax collector and also being a Jew was something that the Jews of that day and age did not look upon uh, kindly. Uh, he would have been considered a traitor. He would have been considered... Uh, committing acts of, of betrayal because of the contempt that they had for the Roman Empire at this time, which was, of course, ruling over them. But regardless of that, he is the one, of course, that God chose and, and the one that penned uh, this particular letter. Now, the other question that we need to look at is when was this written? Now, if you were to look at different commentaries, look at different people's writings, you'll probably find a lot of different ideas and a lot of different answers to that particular question. I have seen some dates as early as A.D. 37 and as late as A.D. 35. And the truth of the matter is, is we're not going to know exactly when this particular book was written, just like we're not going to know for certain when really any of the books of the Bible were written. 
we can kind of have an idea. We can have maybe a general uh, time period in which uh, we think it is written or was written. And those things are good. It's good to study that, but we need to realize that we're not always going to be able to pinpoint exactly when these books were written. Now, because of the things that Matthew records, we do have a few ideas of, again, the general time period in which it was written. For example, if you were to look at passages such as Matthew chapter 24, the first half of that chapter is Christ discussing when the destruction of Jerusalem was going to occur, which we know, of course, occurred in the year AD 70. Now, whenever Matthew is recording that in Matthew chapter 24, after he has recorded what Christ taught, there's absolutely no indication that those things had already come to pass, but rather, as Matthew was writing them, they were still yet to come. So we know that it had to have been before AD 70, because those things had not yet been fulfilled, of course, based upon the writings of Matthew. But also, if you were to consider what the very last chapter of Matthew records, and that is the resurrection of Christ. And as we have here, the events, of course, the previous chapters, the events leading up to the crucifixion of Christ, but also particularly chapter 28, recording the resurrection of Christ, and also the very last part of the chapter, recording what we generally call the Great Commission, sending the apostles out, sending the disciples out to preach the gospel to all of the world. And so looking at these couple of things throughout the book of Matthew gives us, again, a very general time period of when the book would have been written. We know that it would have had to have been after his resurrection and his ascension, but it had to be before uh, the destruction of Jerusalem. So it really could have been anywhere between A.D. 33 and A.D. 70. Most people, I think, would probably put this book somewhere between A.D. 50 and A.D. 60, somewhere in that general time period. But again, it's something that we're not really ever going to be able to know for certain. But putting these things in their context, again, gives us that understanding of, of when these things were written, why Matthew recorded some of the things that he did in the way that he recorded them. The next question that we need to ask is, to whom this is written? Now, he doesn't address this book like Paul often does in his epistles where he just outright says to whom he is writing, to Timothy or to Titus or to whoever it may be, to the church at Corinth or Galatia. Matthew doesn't record that, which again goes back to us having to examine the book, us having to look at some important passages of Scripture to get an idea of to whom he is writing. And really, that idea, and, and we learn who he is writing to at the very beginning of the book, because the first 17 chapters, which is what, or not 17 chapters, 17 verses, which is what we're going to be looking at uh, tomorrow, they record the genealogy of Christ. And that is something that was so incredibly important to the Jews in these genealogies were things that were held in very high esteem by the Jewish people, which we'll look at that a little bit more tomorrow. So we know, based on the things that he records within this book, we know that the intended audience was the Jews. Now that leads us to our final question, is why would this book be written? Now we know, according to Paul there in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. For some purpose, God inspired Matthew to write this book. Well, what purpose would that be? Well, it's the same basic pur purpose and, and principle that all of the gospel accounts really have, and that is to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. 
Now, of course, again, the gospel accounts were written to different audiences, and so they go about proving that in slightly different ways and recording different things about Christ. But as John tells us in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, these things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. So all of these accounts, and of course, the book of Matthew, was recorded to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. Now again, taking into consideration his particular audience, the Jews, he is proving to the Jews by way of the Old Testament, and that's really the first couple of chapters laying that foundation from the Old Testament that Jesus had to have been the Messiah. And so that's his purpose in writing this book. And I'm very excited as we go through the next several days, as we go through this week, as we go through the upcoming weeks, as we continue to study this good book, because there's a lot of good uh, information in there for us that I hope and, and pray that will help uh, build us up, help us to learn more about the Word of God, help us to prepare ourselves to live a life that is pleasing to Him. So tomorrow we will begin studying chapter 1. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a good day.